Well, we're at the end of this, the 50th podcast. Yeah. And in, uh, in closing, Al Marx, what makes you silly? Wow, that's a really good question. I know. I just, I saw this, I had this guy ask a few people. Well, yeah, when you what say, is... what do you mean, like, what is it about me <laughs> that is... It's up to you. You take the question uh, however you want to take it. Right. The question is, Al Marx, what makes you... <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> that really loud sneeze. What makes you silly? Should have thought about this. I was actually going to say to you, I bet you've, I, I wanted to say at the beginning of the interview and I forgot to, <laughs> I hope you haven't pre-thought anything. Please just be in the moment, which you totally have. So I didn't need to say it anyway, I but actually, I thought you would have pre-thought this question No. or your answer to this question. You haven't. That's good. Now you know what it's like. <laughs> mm. um, I think when I'm really, when I'm really in a state of, joy and feeling good about myself and what I'm doing and when I'm working really hard and I've got like a, a goal or a mission and I'm kind of going headstrong into that I feel this sense of irreverence about everything that I do and I don't my my um my concerns about what people might think of me disappear very quickly and I feel like I feel so present and alert that my wit is as, becomes as sharp as like a you know as sharp as a tack, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I feel very safe and secure in just being as ridiculous as possible. Alcohol that seems to be a common oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't really drink that much anymore though, but certainly when I used to, it would make me do silly things and get up to <laughs> mischief. Uh, my love of wrestling that's pretty silly. That still exists. Oh yeah, amazing. I actually do a wrestling podcast. Brilliant. Uh, as well with with uh, with Phil. Brilliant. I call him the Phil nominal one. Oh wow! That's uh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love professional wrestling, and I am not ashamed to say how much I enjoy it. Um, if I could give you a dream job, it would probably be being a professional wrestler. Um, if it didn't hurt, if it didn't look like it hurt so much. <laughs> Uh, but the whole performance element of it, uh, live performance and the soap opera and the, just the ridiculousness of it. I mean, they're like real life superheroes. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just it's so... really ridiculous. It is so ridiculous yeah. and I love it so much. <laughs> um, Brilliant. Revisiting nostalgic things like interviewing Peter Coombe <laughs> uh, and revisiting his music, that made me pretty silly. <laughs> Being silly makes me silly. Tends to do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of the 50th episode. Thank you so much for... Uh, uh, thank you for the honour of uh, sitting in the in the boss's chair. I feel like I ran this thing like a boss. Thank you for like sitting in the boss's boss. chair. I don't know if you I did. did. Um, you did. It's been amazing to we talk to you. We could get you podcasting like a boss. Hey, you never know. I think maybe I might look online and see if there's anything that Boss could help me do that. Bosspods.com, perhaps. Um, thanks to everyone for listening again. And uh, look, we might have to do another one because there's so much more to talk about. But um, nice to chat to you. Thanks, Mick. <laughs>So that's what makes me silly. And now that you know, I ask you, what makes you silly? 
I know there's been a lot of bleak speak when it comes to 2016, but I implore you to turn that frown upside down and tell me what has made 2016 a silly year for you. The following 45 minutes should inspire some madness in your mind as we hear from some amazing people, musical artists such as Sleeping at Last, Michael League from Snarky Puppy, Eskimo Joe's Cav Tempele and Kylie Aldist, filmmakers like Matilda Brown and Late Night Films, actors like Carla Bonner and Osama Sammy. We've got Stephanie Rice, we've got Emma Dean from MasterChef and the most surreal podcast I've done to date my podcast with 90s wrestling icon Diamond Dallas Page. It's been coming up next in 2016. It's been international. We've come at you from Israel, from the United States of America, and most recently from the United Kingdom as well as from the motherland, from Australia. I guess the United Kingdom is probably the motherland of, of Australia. But you see what I'm saying. It's been an incredible year of ramble. And you can find all the rambles in their full glory at www.comingupnext.com.au. You can find all the interactivity at facebook.com slash cunpodcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher and Podbean where you can also rate and review the show. And I'll be back on the 10th of January to welcome in a new year and a new era of the Chat Cave. That is coming up next with Alistair Marks. one question that I ask everyone at the end of the show and the question is what makes you silly (laughs) I default to silly (laughs) I just yeah I'm just kind of serious when the microphone's on but the rest of the time I'm silly yeah cool thank you so much Tony well you know I, I think um as I've said through this, it's it's just amazing to see what you have created, um, and I feel very grateful for uh, getting to speak to you for uh, for an hour um, today. Oh, Alistair, that's so kind of you. Thanks. I've really enjoyed the chat. Um, I have one last question that I ask everyone on this yeah. show, um, and I should actually mention that uh, you are going to be episode 52 of my weekly podcast, which means you oh. are the one-year anniversary of starting the show. Um, so double thank you for that um my pleasure what an honor my last question is what makes you silly oh i'm so silly i'm so childish i'm childish in the office i'm childish at home with my children um wine makes me silly (laughs) um so does tea when i've had some tea but i find that being silly is how i tap into my creativity Mm. You know, um, yeah, that sort of childishness is why I'm really tired of, and I, and I don't manage anymore. I don't have any direct reports um, because you can't be silly and childish when you are managing people. Uh, and so I'm not managing people, so I can just be silly. <laughs> so I'm silly with my clothes. I'm silly with my. I'm more cautious with my words because I've seen how making a joke can be taken out of context or mm. just make a throwaway comment. And I've certainly copped that before by just having something that either wasn't thought through or was taken out of context and then sort of twisted into a, a club used to hit me over the head. But so I'm much more cautious than I was. But around my family, around my dogs, around my team at work, I'm very silly. Mm. It's important to have irreverence in your life. Thank you. Good. Yes. 
I often wonder if it's a failing, but um, oh, I'm going to be 45 this year. So thank you, Alistair, for making me feel better about that. Oh, that's okay. My grandfather, who's 87, says the 11th commandment is thou shalt laugh, especially at thyself. Oh, good. Yes. I think that's absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. Um, someone I work with says that I dress like a four-year-old, so a four-year-old little girl. So I think there's probably something in that. I'm very silly with my clothes. I like things that are sparkly and clashing prints and, <laughs> you know, sparkly tiaras in my hair. I'm very childish with how I present myself to the world. That's amazing. I'm going to come to Sydney and I'm going to visit your office. <laughs> Please do. I shall. Thank you so much, Mia. See you, Alistair. Thanks for having me. Mm, roller coasters. I love roller coasters. Oh, yeah? What's the best roller coaster you've been on? We went together, me, Nick, Jared to Paris, and a bunch of other people. Um, we went to Six Flags mm. in LA, and that was awesome. It was just fun, just running around between roller coasters. Mm. Yeah. We actually went with your good friend Damo, who went on one roller coaster and then refused to go on any more <laughs> roller coasters. Well, he paid a good entry fee then. I've never seen anybody look legitimately green, and he was actually green. He had to sit down on a park bench for ages. Yeah, right. Well, that's what he gets for not going with me. <laughs> he was meant to go with me to I six know five. he was. <laughs> that bastard. And what makes you silly? What makes me silly? Um, what makes me silly? See, the worst part about this is, is that I had time to think about this both before we did this podcast and also during Chris's response. Mm. And Chris was very quick with his response. He was, wasn't he? He knew. Yeah. Oh, I had preloaded. Yeah. Well, I didn't know I was going to do the podcast until this morning, but yeah. <laughs> so you've been thinking on the way over in the car? I am buying more time, by the way. Yeah. Music makes me silly, actually. I love uh, music so much and it fills me with so much joy. And I have the world's worst singing voice. So when I am in a car listening to a song and singing and I turn the music down and hear my own voice, I am both horrified and filled with joy at the same time. So music makes me incredibly silly because, um, yeah, it gets me doing stuff that I'm not particularly good at, but I embrace it. What was the last song you caught yourself singing? Do you know what? My partner and I have a song that um, just every time we're in the car together it comes on and it's actually when we were driving home from your New Year's party a few years back mm. we were like what's a dumb shitty song that we can sing along to that's hilarious and it was Savage Garden's Can Cannonball is that the song the name of the song it's a terrible song yeah, yeah I know the one yeah it's awful um, and so, so we bought it on iTunes because uh, we're not pirates Chris <laughs> Um, and that made me sound like you pirate stuff. You don't. You're the opposite. Um, That's what I assumed. Yeah, <laughs> he's the opposite of a pirate. You look terrible in an eye patch. <laughs> so that's now on my iPod, iPod or iPhone full time. And it, every time she gets into the car, it seems to come on. So mm. that was probably the last song that I sung, a Savage Garden song. Mm. When superstars and cannonballs are running through your head. Oh mm. dear, it is just awful. <laughs> well. We'll have to do a karaoke sometime so that you can yes. uh, you can sing that. I will definitely do that. I'll be up for that. Thank you so much, boys. Where can uh, people out there in the world find your stuff if they're intrigued and they want to check out Happy Sundays um, or Wizards of Oz or anything else that you guys have made? LateNightFilms.com, our website. And Chris is also a social media whore. So um, uh, we've got our Twitter and Facebook seems to be ticking over. 
almost uh, by the minute. So twitter.com slash late night films and facebook.com slash late night films. And night is spelled N-I-T-E. Yeah, that was also another mistake. Mm. Think about your names, guys. Really, please do. It'll cause you so much less pain in the future. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Al. So if there is anyone out there who's pining for a bit of 90s nostalgia um, or that kind of communal feeling, jump on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, wherever you find good podcasts um, and hit that magical subscribe button on Four Finger Discount. I end all of my conversations with the same question and I'm going to get two answers here. What makes you silly? We've both looked at each other waiting for the other person to answer that first. <laughs> I mean, aside uh, from doing a Simpsons podcast. You know what? Australian listeners will appreciate this. Being in close proximity to Luke Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm similar in the sense of Joel Selwood and Patrick Dangerfield, my new god. <laughs> so, so what happens when you guys are in close proximity to these football players? You, you don't want to know. Turn into a <laughs> 10-year-old girl. I got a, um, the, the Geelong Football Club came to my work last week and I, I couldn't speak. <laughs> I just wanted I, I wanted to get a photo of me just bowing down to Dangerfield. <laughs> you you guys you guys have interviewed Harry Shearer and yet it's Australian rules football players who kind of tip <laughs> over the edge. <laughs> to be fair, if we're, I'd, we're if, Australians, what can we say? If yeah. I'd been in the same room as Harry, that that might have been a different story. Well, uh, Mitch couldn't speak at certain points during the interview of Harry Shearer. So, <laughs> um, outside of that, you know what? Being on stage, I think it, just being in a spotlight brings out something in me that that doesn't exist in my day-to-day life you get that little bit of a twinkle in your eye that that you know you kind of have to suppress a little bit um normally so just you know putting me front and center and saying do something um is enough to generally uh you know to get more energy out of me than i even know that i have if i've had a few beers and a good you know 90s pop song like will smith getting jiggy with it comes on (laughs) that's when i get to that's when the spotlight goes on Dando. <laughs> a desire to be accepted. That may be one of the most profound answers I've had to that question. <laughs> yeah, that, I, I think that's it. I, I, I love being silly because I love trying to be funny and, and ultimately at the core of it, it's because that's how I express myself, but also because I want people to like me. Mm. Do you have an example of uh, when you've made yourself a bit silly to be accepted? Probably the last any public thing I went out to where I was by myself and it, it may not have been like, I'm a big guy, like physically I'm overweight, a fat guy. So it's very easy for me to be silly by thinking I can do any kind of exercise or, um, <laughs> you know, through large arm movements and that kind of thing. I can look pretty silly pretty quickly. Mm. Um, if I am, and I like to think that I'm good in getting to know people and reading people's um, nonverbal, you know, body language and, and that, that sort of thing, the nonverbal communication, I'll, I'll test people a little bit to see how far I can push a conversation or the start of that relationship mm. um, through being silly more than, more than anything. Irreverence is, uh, is a really great ingredient for life, I think. You can't take yourself too seriously. God. Mm. What makes me silly? Um, kids. Every time that I work with kids, it reminds me that I am a kid at heart and it re, uh, re-energizes me, reinvigorates me. I could have done part of that hello bake actually. I did a massive um, bake at Chadston where we did 14 workshops with kids. Wow. 
over 700 children baking colour and the only thing that kept me going was that energetic mm. kind of exchange between me and the kids and it just releases something in me that I think will keep me young forever. It's amazing. And silly forever. <laughs> <laughs> Where can the good people at home find, see, hear, read you? All of the places. So you can read me in the weekly review, uh, which um, is all around Melbourne, but you can also read me online at aliceinframes.com. You can see me uh, at Paran Market. I've got demos all the time or um, at other food festivals. So you can check that out on Alice in Frames on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can find me around Melbourne. I'm a pretty friendly person <laughs> if you haven't already <laughs> gathered that. So if you do see me, give me a high five. Let's connect. High five. Yeah, <laughs> we just connected. It's good. Uh, just quickly, Alice in Frames, is that a, uh, a reference to an 80s rock metal band? Shit, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Alice. <laughs> Call me Al. <laughs> hey, that's my line. <laughs> Well, Ryan, uh, I think uh, gratitude has been a great thread through this conversation and interview, um, and I would once again like to express my gratitude to you for um, for, for chatting to me. Uh, I have uh, one final question that I ask everyone on the show, and my final question is, what makes you silly? <laughs> my daughter, for sure. I, like I, I'm not somebody that dances ever <laughs> in, in any capacity, but since my daughter Lily was born, it's a, it's a daily event <laughs> and, and silly does not begin to describe, um, the ridiculousness of, uh, <laughs> of, of my dancing with her. But she, just in general, like she, she is just, uh, like, like I said, I'm, I mean, I know, I know every, Everybody thinks this of their own kids, but she, she is literally the joy of my world. She, she, every, like from the minute she wakes up she's being silly <laughs> and that's, and that is such a gift. It's such a, um, a treat to be able to remember that that stuff is really important. <laughs> like, it's, mm. I don't think we're supposed to take everything so seriously. Uh, I think it's, it's, I think she's got a better life perspective than I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing we could all we could all borrow from the kids that's right <laughs> that's right life makes me silly i'm at my silliest when i'm just doing my favorite thing is just having fun with strangers did it this morning went into a shop selling shirts and you know work gear and um i went in there ahead of my partner and I was talking to the guy behind the counter we were being very serious about what i was going to buy and then she came in through the front door and i yelled at really loud don't let her in you know, and, um, <laughs> and and Vic's known me long enough now to play along with it. And he just looked at me like, what's going on? And then I sort of let her, let the air just sort of hang there for a, a moment before saying, oh, no, she's all right. She can let her in. I've been married to her for 27 years, so we're really good, you know. I just, yeah, it's a life, you know, taking a family. Mm. You know. Yeah, and farting. And farting. Yeah. Shitty jokes. <laughs> Shitty jokes. Like, no avoiding that. Yeah. What makes me silly? What makes you silly? Peter Pan. <laughs> my Peter Pan. Yeah. My inner child. I'm silly. Oh, yeah? Is that what you mean? Yeah. Because I'll do things like the other day. I don't know if you saw them on Facebook, but, but you know, I, I wrote a post about things that um, people's wonderful weirdness. You know, mine is if I hear somebody that's got a husky voice, they've lost their voice, my eyes water. 
Right. And people thought I was strange until one of the other girls said, oh, when somebody eats something sour in front of me, my eyebrows sweat. And we're like, that's strange. (laughs) (laughs) And so I posted this on Facebook and then another friend piped up and he said, when somebody chews ice cubes, that free, I go, I I become catatonic, you know. He's like, okay, well, maybe not catatonic, but I hate it. Okay, right. So the next day, I'm like, I want to test these, these phobias. I want to see. So I walked in and I recorded it. I walked in to the girl that suffers from perspiring eyebrows with a lemon in my mouth. And she, <laughs> she lost it. But she wouldn't let me see her eyebrows and she wouldn't let me feel them. But we got it on. on we got footage of it. <laughs> and then, and then my mate, I, um, he was having his makeup done. And he had his eyes closed and he was just, you know, oh, I had the brush strokes over his face. He was nice and relaxed. And I went and I crunched on ice cubes in his ear. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and he lost it. Lost it. Um, Sounds like a web series <laughs> in there. Unearthing people's weirdness. Oh, God, it was great. Mm. But that's, I get silly. Like, I I think just, just the idea that people can let go, just loosen up, just relax, just play, mm. I will get silly if it means that we can do that. That's but amazing. I think I am just silly anyway. <laughs> like, you ask my kids. Yeah, I think I've always been a bit silly. Yeah. Mm. Silliness makes the world go round. Totally. Silly like uh, uh, all the things. Sugar and good music. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when you have whiz fizz and put on some Frank Sinatra? I've got the new Avalanches album here. It's fantastic. It, I was playing this last night and having a red wine. And I was having quite a good time. Um, just, just joyful. Just yes. Mm. You know, we're pretty lucky. We live in a pretty good part of the world at the moment. So it's we're lucky. Yeah, it's mm. great. Sugar, red wine and the avalanches. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> I wish I'd remembered that. <laughs> that was your question. Um, each time I forget, I listen to the podcast and I still forget. What makes me silly? I think it's, I'm trying to not think about it, actually. Like I'm thinking right now about not thinking mm. and probably that's making me silly right now, you know, I think. Not uh, having eaten for seven hours. Yeah, yeah. No, lots of things. Lots of things. I think um, uh, when I try to be, to act normal, that makes me silly. Mm. Whatever that normal is, because I sometimes go, oh, I can't, I, I've got to, I've got to really act normal. Um, and And then I look End really ordinary silly yeah <laughs> do you have any examples of well i was uh, just in adelaide uh, coming back to melbourne uh we were at the airport and uh, uh all the acting uh, all the troupe were the actors were um under one not under one ticket but you put one name and all the other tickets uh, start printing out mm. so we're at the kiosk and all these people are lined up and uh, I'm like, Haha, my name's Osama. Does anyone want to get on a plane? And everyone's like, oh, don't make these jokes, don't make these jokes. <laughs> and then I'm like, how funny would it be if I turn up to the a- airplane late just so they announce my name over the PA system? Osama, your plane. They're like, don't make these jokes, don't make these jokes. <laughs> and so I printed out all the boarding passes, gave them to the actors. And then, you know, that silly question that he asks you, do you have ammunition, weapons, bombs? Yeah, yeah. And you have to say no. So I just read it out loud. I just said, guys, do you, does anyone have any bombs on them? Any knives, any, <laughs> any guns? And, and all the guys, they were just frozen. 
And they're like, uh, I'm like, guys, I'm under a legal obligation to, to ask you this question because this screen is asking me, you know, and I'm asking you. And I then I'm like, oh, act normal. Part of me is saying, just be normal, man. You don't have to be. And so, um, it, yeah, probably more ordinary than silly, but um, but it's an example of when I try to be just normal a civilian like everyone else when I, you know, when I came uh, to do this with you again, I thought how funny or weird or bizarre would it be if I sat down and you asked a question and I just sat down in silence <laughs> <laughs> and said nothing. And then occasionally I'd say something. Mm. So then the audience, your, your, your listeners, um, you know, they, 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 they might need a fast forward or, you know, where the, the spike is in the, in the, in the, um, in the waveform. In the waveform. And then I'm like, no, I don't think I've got enough street cred to do that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe in part two, yeah. I'll have the Zen, my Zen version. <laughs> we'll do a meditation before we, uh, <laughs> before we do the interview. But, um, but please, let's do a part two, man. It'd be no, awesome, I mean, man. It'd be great. Thank no. you so much for doing this again. I really oh, appreciate your time. Man, let's just hope the file doesn't get deleted <laughs> accidentally. I'm doing a quotation mark because I'm doing it. Um, because, uh, because... You don't want to do this three times? No, Persians say, unless it's three times, we don't have a game. So, right. Well, so, um, God willing... <laughs> God inshallah. Willing, uh, inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> uh, this podcast will uh, will work out for the best. Inshallah. Inshallah. And uh, is this the time where I give you the gift that I brought you the yarmulke or? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, what makes me silly? Um, I reserve an, a little slice of pie in my mind to be innocent. Mm. That may That's... be my favorite answer to that question. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what does what does that kind of uh, what does that give you? Uh, it lets me just tap into that childlike innocence that we all should preserve in ourselves. You know, I don't think we sh- I don't think it should be the largest part of the pie, but I think it's an essential part of the pie that all of those things like, that we've talked about today that we we kind of you know think about as an adult or whatever you know they're all great but you need to be able to just run and play and be silly and laugh and giggle and do all those silly things and the way to do that is it just reserve that little piece of pie on the pie chart in your mind of of innocence Mm. and i think in in this day and age we're very uh sort of quick to you know to want that quick kind of gratification or um or to possess things or to um to have and to whatever but we don't really take time to just kind of step back and appreciate and really just enjoy and be in that kind of innocence and that irreverence of life and love and and creativity absolutely absolutely um there's a great uh, osho quote to kind of round it all out love is not about possession love is about appreciation absolutely mm. beautiful thank you so much kev thanks alistair champion Anna McGann, thank you very much for uh, for inviting me into your home and, and giving me some snacks and tea. You I haven't uh, even eaten the snacks yet, Alistair. Hold on, hold on. Have a snack. Here's, a, here's, an, here's an audio cue. I end um, every conversation with the same question, and that question is, what makes you silly? 
<laughs> eating with your mouth full can't be one of them. Um, uh, I just my best way of expressing myself is through like non-English sounds. And unfortunately, just like, <laughs> like that is, that's probably the, when you get those, you know that you're my friend. <laughs> well, I feel like I just got one. So. You did. Yeah. Just, mm, you know, you're getting a few. Mm. You've made it, Alice Denmarks. You've I made it. I have made it. Finally. Take note, Hollywood. <laughs> I think just my willingness to be silly when I feel silly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, 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 Yeah. I think that we're all silly in our own ways. So I'm sure my partner could give you a a list of ways I'm silly. But I think it's just like, you know, going with the goofiness when it comes up as best you can. I mean, I dance around my apartment all the time alone. Does that, I don't think that's silly. Some people might see that as silly, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah, I don't know. When you remove the uh, the... Remove the judgment from the equation. You can compel yourself to be pretty silly. Yeah, but the truth is, it's funny. I'll, and then I'll, after this, we can end whenever, you know. But um, what I, I found recently, I was dancing around in my apartment. And I was in total judgment. Alone, totally alone. Nobody's watching. And I saw my mind criticizing me like, quit snapping your fingers. That's not cool. Or quit truly like judging my, my dancing to the point where I was, uh, I couldn't even figure out like what, how do I dance anymore? Like what is real for me? Like what is, you know, the, the ego became so present that I couldn't even figure out what was real for me. And I think that that was, uh, it was very telling for me how much this conditioning and nonsense gets piled on our silliness, our authenticity, our childlike natural nature that's still within us all. Um, and that, that it's, you got to look at that. And then when you do look at it and you allow for it, you do start to uncover, you, you peel away all the layers and you start to feel what's real. You know, your true silly starts to come through. So, so embrace the true silly. And to embrace the true silly, yeah. You can have that meme. Thank you. <laughs> That's easy. What makes me silly is my, my kids. I've got a five-year-old and a three-year-old kid, my two girls, and they fucking make me silly. And I've always had a propensity for silliness. I've always enjoyed being silly. But um, my kids really enjoy being silly and they are the ones that encourage that silliness on a daily you know on a daily basis so so yeah um performing performing silly fucking stupid shit for my kids (laughs) (laughs) almost every day is uh is yeah definitely what makes me silly what's what's a silly performance that you've done recently Oh, there's so many. There's so many. You know, like my kids, they love slapstick humor, right? You know, most kids probably do. Um, So physical humor, you know, pretending to hurt yourself. I mean, just tonight before we started this podcast, because it's like, you know, what is it, nine o'clock at night here. So I put the kids to bed and and I do this fucking routine after I put them to bed. I say, good night, I love you. And and then, you know, I pretend to, you know, walk into a wall or... <laughs> <laughs> and in, so once you start doing this stuff, they ask for it every fucking night. And you have to perform this fucking routine every night where 
you know, they do this thing where like we, we blow kisses to each other and um well you know, after I've second out to them and I turn around at the door and we blow kisses to each other and and they'll so they'll blow a kiss to me and I'll say, I'm gonna blow a kiss into your eye and so then or into your mouth or into it and so of course so then they blow the kiss and I have to pretend that the kiss is like landed in my eye and I'm blind and I walk into walls or I gotta say goodnight to them and I you know, <laughs> instead of walking out of the door I walk into their cupboard or all that kind of just stupid shit. And um, yeah, I suppose also I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for an audience. You know, as soon as people start laughing or being entertained by me, then I'm a t- I'm a total sucker for it. You know, I just turn into the performing monkey. It's but that's what I do. That's you know that's my job, right? It's all I know. Um, so as soon as I start getting that kind of uh, positive feedback from any kind of audience, whether it's playing a gig or my <laughs> two kids. At bedtime, I uh, I go into uh, I, I go into before. It's like, hey, well, they they like this, they like it. Okay, I'll do it more. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 yeah, kind of sad. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, man. It's awesome. I've been listening to this whole story with a big smile on my face. I love it. Keep the sillies going and walking into walls. I say. Oh, everything. My sense of humor. Actually, my, you know, can I answer that as a person? Yeah, it can be. It can be whatever you want, man. This is a podcast. We can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> what makes me silly is probably my best friend Samantha Bell, um, who is just ridiculously silly, and we just have ridiculously silly fun together. And I think that is just the most beautiful thing in life. It's just not taking yourself too seriously, not taking any of this too seriously, because it's just. It's just too much fun you're going to miss out on. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, Samantha, Samantha Bell makes me ridiculously silly and we call each other and send each other GIFs and sit on Google Hangouts making funny use of all of the GIFs and costumes and emoticons and stickers and, I don't know, the internet and Samantha Bell are the two things that make me very, very silly. <laughs> Good old Sammy and a little bit of and a little bit of Beyonce too. Beyonce, Beyonce makes me pretty silly. Oh yeah. I often get very silly. It's silly in terms of, you know, preaching Queen Bee to my friends and setting up, you know, religious ceremonies to preach her work. <laughs> it, it makes me silly, but I do have a passionate love affair with Beyonce as well. So that, that's my silly side coming out. Beyonce and Sammy Bell. Yeah. Oh, hearing those two things together is hilarious. Yes. The final question, and uh, I thank you so much for being on my show, Steph. Um, Last question I ask everyone on the show is, what makes you silly? What makes me silly? That is a really good question. I think that, like, comes back to uh, enabling myself to be carefree and like freedom and uh, when I am that and when I embody that which most of the time is not when I'm in Australia um it'll be like if I'm traveling and I'm somewhere or I just feel like I can be completely my authentic person um yeah I feel like I, I just let myself be and have fun and do silly spontaneous things I don't have like a great answer for like what specifically that is it's more how I need to be in order to be that, if that makes sense. Totally. Thank you so much, Steph, for uh, 
for chatting to me in our two crazy time zones. Um, I really appreciate <laughs> your time, and it's been it's been one of my favorite chats. Oh yay! You're not going to be able to top the uh, athlete card now, I don't reckon. No, I might as well just just sign out in. from there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you mean? What makes me silly? Uh, it, what, what makes me like cocktails, like, <laughs> or, uh, or like what about myself is silly either or man, good music, man. Like a serious groove. I I'm like, I'm like cackling and like laughing and geeking out. And I mean, yeah. I would say great music just makes me turn into an idiot. I mean, that's why I look like I'm pooping when I play. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> like I'd see photos of myself from performances and I just look so ridiculous, like just embarrassing. But it's just because if I'm having a good time playing music or hearing it, I just I'm like I lose control of things of myself, you know, so music i guess mm. is there anyone that you're listening to at the moment that's particularly awesome yeah man um lots of people i think the stuff that i've been listening to like most recently is well actually you know i'm a, I'm, I'm we start rehearsals tomorrow for this tour with david crosby so I've been like listening to his whole back catalog, not not just the songs that we're playing on the tour, but like everything that he wrote. And that is crazy, man. You know, just like stuff that if you tried to do that today, just it would just die before it even made its way to the desk of a major label, you know, because people are so scared and they're so concerned with what's commercially viable, you know, no one takes chances on on the major level. You know, I think on the independent level, there's lots of chances being taken. But on the major industry level, it's like, you know, largely people are scared mm. to put their neck out there. And the reason why, I, I don't know that people were any less scared in the 70s when David was doing his thing. But I think there was just so much more money in the industry that they could afford to have a bum record. But now it's like every record has to sell because no one buys them anymore. So there's this enormous pressure on the artists and the labels and it's not fair. You know, it's not a conducive environment for making art. But we have to turn this obstacle into an opportunity, don't we? And figure out a way to to kind of push through it. Mm. And what you're doing with Ground Up is giving an opportunity obviously it's you know still in its kind of infancy but i think it's incredible and some of the artists and acts that you've got on there and and i guess that you will bring to a bigger stage with your festival to kind of bring it all full circle will uh will hopefully grow and create the kind of platform that you hope um that these artists can have that's the that's the plan (laughs) we'll see what happens so that's that's the plan what makes me silly uh, my stubbornness and the, <laughs> and the fact that I, you know, I refuse to kind of grow out of this infatuation with 
bizarre diagonal storytelling and my fascination with the abstract. Uh, I think that that's the, that's, that's definitely what, if anybody would, if somebody was to peg me for something for being silly, that's what it is. Uh, you want to talk about my peers? Nobody quite understands why, you know, I hold uh, Jodorowsky on a pedestal above Scorsese. I just do, you know, uh, Martin Scorsese is, you know, one of the greatest and I, you know, watch his films still religiously and he's a hero of mine, but you know, he's no David Lynch either. And I think that that's probably the silliest part of me. I, I just can't, I can't get off it. And maybe that's Maybe that's limiting in my career. Maybe that's going to be, you know, the define, the defining thing that means that I can only grow so much uh, as a filmmaker in terms of commercial success, but I'm completely okay with that. And I, once again, would just like to say thank you so much for your time, Dallas. Um, Three-time WCW champion, uh, many diamond cutters given from me to my brother. Uh, my final question is, what makes you silly? Um, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> my dog, I'll do stupid shit with him. <laughs> and uh, just have fun with them. You know. When I'm with my girls, sometimes I'll just do stupid shit. You know, that you would never think I would ever do. Oh, yeah? But, 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 but when I'm with them, sometimes I just do stupid shit. You know, embarrass them. <laughs> you know, I was filming um, Gods and Secrets. And this is why I've got four girls now. <laughs> my, my, I just got recently married and I have two more now. Mm. So my daughter out in, uh, in LA, she, I got her in as the, uh, there's, a, there's a series I'm doing. I don't know where it's going to end up, but it's called Gods and Secrets. It's Adi Shanker's Gods and Secrets. And if you saw that Power Ranger video that came out about a year and a half ago or somewhere around there, that was a Power Ranger bootleg R-rated, just kick-ass. It was unbelievable. That was that featured on YouTube. Oh yeah, um, that's like Mazzilla's hits. That's Adi Shankar. And so I don't know where this is going to air, where you're going to see it, but I'm the lead in a show called Gods and Secrets, and it's a superhero, very dark superhero series. And um, my daughter came in as a, uh, her name's Lexi, and she came in as a. Um, assistant makeup girl and um she was also helping with wardrobe they're not making any money she is still in school today they're at the end of the series and now she's the head makeup girl which is pretty cool yeah wow that's pretty cool but my my outfit is actually a wetsuit so it's very wet you know because i've got all this you know it's you wouldn't think it's a wetsuit. It just—it's because that's how they had to make it, so that it, you know, just looked like a, a costume. And then they put these pads on and all this shit. So it was really hot, really sweaty. So whenever I would, you know, she'd have to help me get out of it, I might throw it on top of her or throw <laughs> stinky socks. Just, just shit. That, ah! and she, only because she sells it so good. If she didn't sell it, I wouldn't do it. Uh, but she sells it so good, I got to do it to her. Well, she learned from the best. <laughs>
<laughs> Champagne. <laughs> Champagne. <laughs> <laughs> and my cousins and my girlfriends. Yeah, like I had the best day the other day because we, I had my launch and the next day my cousins gave me a little barbecue where it was just us and just my besties and it was so nice just to be able to wear every single thing in my wardrobe that had flowers on it and drink buckets of champagne till it came out my nose and just didn't have to impress anybody. I love that. So mm. we did all silly daggy dancing and singing along to all our favorite songs and it was just, yeah, marvelous. Fantastic. It sounds like <laughs> a little slice of heaven. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like that I'm a very silly person. <laughs> Um, I do like really bad puns. Oh yeah. I guess that makes me silly. <laughs> what's uh what's a particularly bad pun that you can recall? Um this is one that I heard at an eightieth birthday party a couple of weeks ago. Oh, they have great ones there. Yeah. Um Did you hear about that actress that got stabbed? Um, like last weekend? No, I didn't. Um, her name's Reese. Reese with a what is it? With a uh, spoon. With a spoon? No, with a knife. <laughs> it's awful. It's really bad. It's fantastically, fantastically horrendous. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. So I guess that makes me silly. <laughs> I'm really, uh, really very, very grateful for your time for uh, catching up and hearing about, uh, you know, parts of your life that I didn't know about and, you know, getting to chat with you about some of the amazing things that you've been doing. I finish um, finish every pod, podcast conversation with the same question, yeah. and that question is, what makes you silly? Silly? Silly. Oh, Oh my god, that's a good one. Um, oh, what makes me silly? Um, like, do you mean like what makes me silly, like as a person, or like what things make me silly? Yes. What things make me silly? Uh, I mean, either. Oh, okay. I mean, it's intentionally ambiguous. Other people make me silly. You know, when like you meet someone and they sort of they're silly, and then you can be silly together <laughs> such an obvious one but I feel like like my brother makes me silly because he's so silly and you know some people make you really serious because they're serious because they don't have any like they don't really know how to be silly yeah <laughs> um, and then you meet someone else who's like really silly and you can you discover your silly side yeah it is infectious yeah it's infectious the it's good s- to be silly it is good to be silly uh, I, I, we should spread Spread silliness and magic throughout the world is the... I feel like uh, hula hoops also make me silly. Oh, yeah? Like do, doing something like hula hooping because, you know, like when you're bad at something, <laughs> you know, you, you look so... Like I look, would look silly hula hooping, you know? Yeah. Anyway. I think most yeah. people look silly hula hooping. <laughs> Unless they're really good at it. And, and rollerblading. Really oh, yeah, rollerblading. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. What doesn't make me silly? <laughs> it's a good question, by the way. I'd like to ask the same. Has anyone asked you that back? What makes you silly? Uh, yes, you can hear it in episode 50 where I was interviewed. Uh, um, my, my answer, got in there first. 
Sorry? <laughs> Someone got in there first. Yeah. Well, uh, I, my answer was uh, that, that I love professional wrestling and that makes me silly in, uh, in, in many senses <laughs> of the word. Um, and uh, I guess a good martini also makes me silly. Mm, very nice. Very nice. Um, gosh, did you see how I just... That was a great was stalling trying, tactic. Gabe answering that question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, all the fantastic people that I work with um, just make me silly and boring. And you know, I'm I'm pretty boring, really. There's nothing silly about me. Like I'm I'm just I'm just a normal person that just wants to make films. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, and I seem to be making some pretty silly films, so maybe that's what makes me silly. You know, I'm not very good at talking the talk, but I try and walk the walk, so maybe that's what makes me silly. Especially if you do uh, the John Cleese walk from Monty Python. That's a particularly silly yes. walk. That's very silly. Now that rounds out the second of my two-part review of The Silly of 2016. I hope you've enjoyed revisiting this year in the Ramble Room as much as I have. Before we ride off into the sunset of 2016, I wanted to express my sincere thanks and gratitude to all of my guests on the show this year, and with equal measure to you, my good listener, for tuning in this week, last week, whenever you have, for making Coming Up Next a podcast worth doing. Like the tree that falls in the forest when no one is around, there is no show without an audience, and you, dear member of the Coming Up Next work, are the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. So good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and I will see you, hear you, and speak with you again in 2017.